What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Hot Seat Fantasy Sports Podcast. You know what, guys? Like, I woke up feeling pretty dangerous this morning. And then I realized it's because I microwaved a bean burrito at like 2 a.m. and scarfed that sucker down after the Giants game. So, oh, man. <laughs> different kind of danger than uh, Baker Swag Mayfield was feeling. But hey, you know, sometimes you gamble and win, sometimes you gamble and lose. So. <laughs> this is that's that's a scary gamble my friend i'm so glad we're not in the same room yep right yep now. well you know rem- remote broadcasting from uh you know basement studios is always fun but certainly <laughs> certainly has its benefits yeah um all right guys so as always crazy action this week in the nfl um some games that we thought were going to be barn burners and going to be completely awesome to watch were crap and some games that we just didn't expect to be any good were Amazing. And, you know, there was some in the middle. There was teams that we thought were just going to be a complete sticker of a game. Like the game last night. You go into it, you see two teams. One team completely ravaged by injuries with, with the Niners. Another team that's just not very good, the Giants. And it was a pretty decent product. I mean, for two very bad teams this year, it was a good game. Uh, that's about all the time we're going to spend on the Giants-San Francisco 49ers game. But uh, – Jimmy, what was what was your favorite game from this weekend? What was the game that you thought was just you could not take your eyes off of? Favorite game is a tough one, but I actually got to go back to Thursday night football, which kind of hurts me to say because because we've just been we've been so like beat up on the league this year with with the Thursday night football games, but they've actually been pretty decent. And although Pittsburgh just just really crushed Carolina, um, there was some big kind of just I don't know, big elements about the game. Cam Newton sitting way too long in the pocket, just taking shots. I mean, he took one helmet right to the shoulder. I didn't think he was going to get back up, but uh, the man is just a tank. Right? He yeah, pops right no, back that, up, gets back in there. Was that the shot that uh, TJ Watt gave him? Yeah. Oof. Yeah. That just it was looked brutal. violent, dude. It was awesome. <laughs> and I thought, I thought that, that's, you know, that's why I wanted to sit him last week. And, and uh, I didn't think he was getting up after that point, but he did and got back in there. But um, I, I also feel like Big Ben, not just Big Ben, but but the entire Pittsburgh team defensively playing much better. And it's kind of a, just an, an F you to Le'Veon Bell. We don't need you. We have Connor, and we're doing just fine. So it's a great game. Yeah. Uh, it, was, that, that... it was a great game for Christian McCaffrey. I mean, he was the one that I noticed right off the bat probably because that, that first drive when Carolina came out, they marched right down the field, Chris McCaffrey highly involved, and he was basically all three scores for, for that team. So um, I, I was very encouraged to see that Chris McCaffrey is, is translating to the NFL um, in a very, very positive you way. You know, Christian McCaffrey in college was a playmaker. The, the, a player with that kind of ability, with those skills and that skill set, you know, I know everybody was knocking his size and his ability to run inside. All right, well, you know what? Don't have him run inside. You put that kid on the perimeter, he's as good as anybody else in the league. You know, it's, and we had said this when we did our pre draft prep. Christian McCaffrey is a different ranked, differently ranked player in standard than he is in PPR. In PPR, he's a top, I'd say top seven, top six back. Oh, yeah. Um, in standard, he's down around 10, 11, 12. I mean, it's just, it is what it is. But now he's scoring touchdowns too, which is, always pushes you up the ranks. But um, the game for me, it's just because I just have so much fun watching the pieces on this team, is the New Orleans trouncing of Cincinnati. They made Cincinnati tap out 
halfway through the third quarter. It, it was done. Drew Brees just slinging it all over the yard. Alvin Kamara is borderline untackable. Mike, uh, tackable. Michael Thomas is borderline uncoverable. You, you, you have mm. like, as close to the Aikman, Emmett Smith, and um, Michael Irving triplets as we've seen since the Dallas triplets. Drew Brees, one of the all-time greats. Alvin Kamara is just, for my money, him and Todd Gurley are the two best backs in the league. You, you could say that there's a whole tier of guys after them, but right now the tier is Gurley and, and Kamara. And you can argue Gordon is knocking on that door, but I don't think Gordon's there yet. Um, and then Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas, his receptions over the first four years of his career, first 40 games of his career, most in NFL history. So it's just a really explosive, fun team to watch. And it's kind of an easy team to root for, too. I'm the kind of guy I don't really like to cheer for teams other than my teams. Uh, like, I'll root for my fantasy players, but, you know, I'm, I'm the kind of guy like, oh, if the Giants are playing the Saints, I hope Alvin Kamara has six touchdowns and the, the Saints lose. Like, I'm not going to cheer for them to win, but, you know, it, the, the Saints, are they can kill you every which way. And now the defense is starting to turn it up, too. So, it's a really dangerous team. I think the Saints are – they're right there as the best team in the league, I think. No, they are the best team in the league right now. I I really do believe that they just beat the Rams. Uh, you know, I don't. I think they're better than the Chiefs. Uh, I just feel like Drew Brees will trump. Uh, I I mean, let's just be real. Goff and Mahomes, very good quarterbacks, doing their thing. But Brees is is that that X factor between all three of those teams. He's so good, and so veteran, and so wily that there's just no way that he doesn't come out on top in those yep. matchups. So that's, that's how I feel about it. Mike, I agree. I think what you said there was veteran, you know, he's, he's, uh, you know, he's been there. And I think when it comes, push comes to shove, when we get into playoff time, if I had a choice, you know, between who I would want, I would want breeze. I would want that experience. Uh, somebody who's been there and gone all the way and, and just playing really at, at, at a peak performance. Right, so, yep. um, you know, we talked about some good games that there were last week. But let's talk about some of the games that didn't live up to the hype. For one, the one for me, I thought it was going to be a points fest. I thought they were going to be throwing the ball all over the place. The Washington-Tampa game was just horrendous. Uh, I think, what was the final? 16-3? to three? Yeah. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick it, throws for 400 yards and no touchdowns. That's, cr- no that's touchdowns. crazy. What's up? Yeah, no yeah. touchdowns. 400 yards and not yeah. one touchdown. 408, no touchdowns. It's just crazy to me. Um, I actually think it's like a a, a, a record, it like be. the most passing yards without a touchdown. No, it's uh, I remember this the the only game that featured more yards and no touchdowns happened in like the sixties. That's how long it's been. Um, I, you know, again, how how could that even be possible? <laughs> but um, and if I remember correctly, it was like nineteen sixty two. I couldn't tell you who the teams were. Like I I heard this I heard this on a on a on a different podcast. Um. But that's definitely the case. That something like this has not happened since the '60s. That's how long it's been. Incredible, 400 yards. You figure you just fall into the end zone at some point, but it didn't happen. You're talking about two teams. One team is just severely injured. That'd be the Washington Redskins. They just have they have no wide receivers left. They are uh, absolutely dying there. Their their offensive line, I believe, is onto the third string now. Uh, so they're having trouble with that. You know, but they have a great defense. <laughs> it's that's that's what you're gonna get. 
Yeah, I mean, the Redskins weren't built for for high-powered, high-octane offense. I mean, Alex Smith is a keep-it-safe kind of guy, and, and that's what Absolutely. he does. Now, the fact that Tampa Bay couldn't do anything with the ball, that's a bit surprising to me. But I, I didn't think this was going to be a 30-33 to 33 kind of football game. I, I was expecting the lower numbers, but Tampa Bay's performance is just it's just brutal. Yeah. Uh, another, another game that was kind of uh, let down for me was uh, the Dallas-Philadelphia game. I know the, the finish was great, but that game through three and a half quarters was just a bore fest. It was just nothing got done. I mean, it just forced the ball to Amari Cooper a little bit more. The best part of that game was Ezekiel Elliott showing yeah. people, like, I could jump over a six-foot-tall man while he's standing up, land on my feet and keep running, and then trip over a blade of grass. <laughs> yeah, I, I gotta say, because you know what this whole game feels like to me as 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 the Eagles fan here, it's it's like that movie you've been looking forward to towards seeing. You know, it's got like all the A list actors, some cameos by like, you know, Anthony Hopkins is in there, little Morgan Freeman, and then you get there and you're like, what the hell are we watching? Oh, you know, I can tell you, I just... can tell you that exact movie, The Dark Tower, two years ago. <laughs> It's terrible, absolutely nice. terrible. Wasted all my wasted goddamn twenty dollars to go see that stupid. Uh, why not? So, I, I was going to say the Expendables, but that's that's that's, that's true too. The, the point is, like, it was just a letdown, and then, and then just when you thought things were going to get exciting, it was that I actually wrote it down. Want, want, want. Just that whole really another <laughs> letdown. In, did in you? Did you wait? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Did you write down want, want, want? Yeah. Oh my. Yeah. W A H or W A W went wah wah like went with W H A anyway. <laughs> oh my god! The point is, you're right about Zeke. It felt like he personally carried Dallas. Like he had every every bone in his body was going to make sure that Dallas won this football game with 151 yards, a touchdown. And 36 receiving yards and a touchdown. It seemed like a lot more just... when, you're, when you're watching the game. Didn't it seem like? I'm not. I'm not saying to be funny. Like I'm watching that game, and I think it was about five minutes into the third quarter they flashed Zeke's stats, and I said to myself, "Like that's all he has." I, I felt like to me every time I was looking up, Zeke was breaking through the line for ten, fifteen. I felt like he was dominating the game so much. It felt like he had more than he actually did. It just showed like what kind of like his fingerprints that he left on that game. Like, I clearly thought that he was over 150 yards at halftime. Like it's just every time he touched the ball, it felt like he was breaking it. It was, I, I don't know. It just the, the, the way Zeke was controlling the pace of that game. I was surprised to see it, it was only like, I think it was 170 all purpose yards, which is, is amazing, but. Yeah. It was Zach Ertz in that game that really, uh, that got me um, two different leagues. One of them, especially legal record, going up against the undefeated guy. I, I, I had it. I'm up 24. There's no way I'm going to lose this game, Zach Ertz. <laughs> Zach the the Ertz, best part man. is when I was talking to the both of you, and I said, "Man, I don't know it's going to come down, Zach Ertz tonight." And he's like, "Ah, no way. He scores 24, 43, <laughs> 43." It wasn't just. It wasn't just a oh. I just got you. It was, uh, oh, no, I'm going to blow right the yeah. pass. Yeah, it's going to look yeah, like a 19-point victory from 24 points down with one player to go. Pretty amazing stuff. Well, a little demoralizing, but at the same time, I was still one of the highest-scoring teams of the week. I'll take it. Uh, speaking of demoralizing, the deadline came and went today, and Mr. Le'Veon Bell is still hanging out in Miami. 
he will not be eligible to play for the Pittsburgh Steelers this year. Calling the, in the question, what is going on with him next year? The Pittsburgh Steelers can franchise him again, although they'll have to pay the top. They'll have to pay him the average of the top five paid quarterbacks in the league, which somewhere around twenty five mil. Dude, if you're Pittsburgh, do you just let him walk at this point next year? To say, hey, yes, thanks, yes. thanks for coming. Yes, out. you let him walk. We'll, we'll take the compensation pick. You absolutely let him walk. Why would you even take a chance that you sign him to that franchise tender and then you can't trade him? That's a lot of money. You know what? I kind of think that – I got to be honest with you. I don't think he plays next year if they tag him again. I'd tag him again and let him sit for two straight years. Those are all possibilities. I I don't know. That's – for me, I I just wouldn't want him back in the locker room. I I wouldn't even want to take the chance that he'd come back to the locker room. Especially, you're gonna have a lot of the same guys that are just gonna have this sour taste in their mouth. Like, I don't know. Well, yeah, the, the, Pittsburgh well, has the perfect chance to do that too because you got to figure there's a lot of guys in that locker room, and they might not be saying it publicly. A couple have that are that are resenting him for what he's doing. You know, he's not really hurting the team. He, but he could have really hurt the team. He could have. Connor stepped up in a big way. Yeah, but you know what? The team, the team could have really hurt him. Because let's just oh, let's I, just be I, one hundred percent where he's coming from. The plan of this organization was to ride him into the dirt. He, they they've run him so much. They you know, the amount of carries that he's received from this team in the uh, in the past three years, it was just so obvious. They were going to run him into the ground, let him go get a big contract somewhere else, and then finish off his his days uh, under somebody else's salary cap. That was their plan all along. Pittsburgh was planning on using Le'Veon Bell, and Le'Veon Bell played the game. And and you know what? I, I'm not going to fault him for doing what he did this year. Uh, good for uh, you know, good for Pittsburgh for having you know the wherewithal to draft uh, a, a very good player in James Conner, who was not drafted as a as a late late guy. I mean, they 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 spent a pretty decent uh, draft capital on him. Uh, I can't remember exactly what round, but I believe it was like a third, third or, fourth, or fourth. I believe. Am I wrong? Yeah. Yeah, so, again, good on Pittsburgh for doing that, right? And, and honestly, I think that's exactly what's going to happen. They're, gonna, they're just going to say, okay, you know what? We all made our, our beds. We're all going to lie them. We've got James Conner. Go ahead and sign with whoever you want to sign with. And, uh, you know, who knows? We can, we can debate that in the offseason where he's going to go. Um, I think he made the right move. So, and let me let – Because me... if he – if he does the Des Bryant, it's gonna be it's gonna cost him a lot more money than Des. So Bryant. let me ask you this: you know, than it cost Des Bryant. James Conner playing the way he played, you think that hurts Le'Veon Bell's chances on the free agency? They they look like maybe it's not all Le'Veon Bell. Maybe it's just the system that he's in that accounts for a lot of that. Because James Conner, James no, Conner's put up a ton of it's, ton of stats. It's it's it's, it's not going to hurt. the The important thing behind why Le'Veon Bell did this is guaranteed money, right? guaranteed money because if he i i'm not sure how the franchise tag works as far as him getting injured okay but like next year he signs uh, you know if he signs a contract he can sign it based on the guaranteed money right you know right now he's not guaranteed he was maybe guaranteed that 14 million for this year but after this year i mean depending on how bad the injury is that he you know the 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 hypothetical injury that he would receive like what if he tore his achilles he wouldn't be ready for two years yeah you know, there's no guarantee he would come back, and there's no guarantee that a, a team would be willing to give him $40 million guaranteed over the course yeah, of the You know, I look years. at these baseball contracts, and you get these guys that sign 10-year, $300 million contracts, and baseball contracts are fully guaranteed. 
Like if that guy blows his knee at the beginning of the first year of the 10 year contract, and then like breaks his arm in the second year, he could literally never play a game for you and still collect that full salary in the NFL. Guy gets a bad hangnail, he's cut, and he loses that entire contract. It's it's pretty bad. Right. That's why I think that's why. Again, I still I stand by Le'Veon Bell in this situation. I think he did the right thing, and I I'm telling you right now, there are plenty of teams out there that are going to be willing to give him that guaranteed money that he's looking for. <coughs> Jets, uh, but they're probably. I don't think up. I don't think he would sign with the Jets. I mean, he might not want to sign with the Jets, but when the Jets starts offering him $50 million guaranteed, he might take a long, hard look at the Jets. Well, all right, so we had a couple of receivers sign contracts this, this summer, and they got more than $50 million. He's going to be looking for, like, Kirk Cousins guaranteed. He's going to be looking for $70, $80 million guaranteed. I don't think there's any way that a running back will get paid that much money. They'll let him sit out the rest of his career. I mean, you know, running back is a, a different animal, and it's very replaceable. I, I hate and to that, say it that, that way, And that's what I'm truth. saying. Like, look at what James Conner's doing. Le'Veon Bell was widely regarded as the best running back in the league, and a virtual unknown comes in, and his first full-time job as a starter, he's a top five back in the league. So that's going to be the thing that's going to hurt him. You're easily replaced. You're not going to get the kind of money you think. Like, I completely agree with what Le'Veon Bell's doing. Let me, let me say that. I think that, you know, he's looking out for himself. I get it's a team game, but – when all is said and done, and he's forty-five year old man, is are those guys that are sitting in the locker room right now, going and paying his mortgage or taking care of his family and helping pay medical bills? No, they're not. They're taking care of themselves. So he's got the oppor- a unique opportunity right now to try to get everything he can get, and he should take full advantage of it. Now, I'm not saying that teams should pay him, but I get I get and understand what he's doing, and I agree with it. Right. So we could we could literally sit here all night and talk about Le'Veon Bell's contract. So um, let's not do that because that would be pretty awful for everybody listening. All five, all five hey, of you. Listen, if you if you have Le'Veon Bell in a redraft league, drop him now. He's not coming back. It's useless. It, it, you know, drop him now and pick up something else that can help your team. If you own him in a keeper league or a dynasty league. Then you hold on to him. Maybe if you want to trade him, now is the time because you don't know where he's going to end up next year. You know, if he ends up uh, on a team that has a horrible offensive line and, and is going to be losing all the time. Miami. Uh, it, I mean, honestly, if he goes to Miami, I, I wouldn't be interested at all. I would trade him as soon as I possibly could. But, uh, I mean, that's just – What if he ends up in a place like Houston? I hope I, that's actually where I hope he ends up. I mean, to to put him on a team like that, I think would be beneficial to everybody yep. involved. And that makes DeAndre Hopkins so much better. Oh, is that is that possible? Oh yeah, yes right, it let's, is. Let's get off this. So, um, Mike, tell me that I am still champion of Thunderdome. So interesting results in the Thunderdome this week. For the first time, we have had. A tie. That's oh, just come, terrible. Both of don't you. Give me, don't give me Both that. of you. Crap. Both of you had six. Oof. Out of That's six. terrible. It's awful. So do, do I get credit for double because my list was so much harder than Jim's? And you, no, you, and you specifically made mine harder because you're a cheating, jealous son of a bitch? So, John, you ended up with two quarterbacks picked right. Uh, Jim ended up with three quarterback picks, right? John ended up with four out of five running back picks, right? 
I don't know if you're doing the math, John, but I got no wide receivers. Zero wide receivers. Not one. Not one. Didn't I take Odell? So here's um, no, you took Antonio Brown. Sucks for me. Beckham versus Brown, you took Antonio Brown. Uh, There was there is a caveat here. Um, You did have Michael Thomas versus Julio. They scored identical points this week, so that's a push. And the same thing happened to Jimmy. He had uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling and Ty Williams. They also each had four points. Also so I pushed. Push. I pushed so two guys gonna... with twenty plus. He pushes two guys with four. Uh, yeah. yeah, correct. Real, real tough one there. Yeah, actually, yeah. that's more difficult. Was. Well, guess what, dude? You you uh, did not get the Cup versus Boyd right. I think both of them had nothing. So well, because Cup. Well, Cup got points for a torn ACL, right? I get that. Yes, you get points for torn so ACL. I, so so <laughs> this is how we're gonna. This is what we're gonna do. I had to. I had to release the results beforehand uh, because we need to figure out how to how to deal with the situation. There, this is not a uh, you know the name of this segment is Thunderdome. Two men enter, one man leave. We are not doing ties, okay? So there has to be a winner. So this is what we're going to we're going to fight first. it out. You are going to physically fight it out. Okay. On Sunday, we're going to go to the bar. We're going to fight club this thing in the basement. Jimmy versus John. And uh, I, you know, I'm going to videotape the whole thing. We're going to post it on our Twitter account. Shortest video ever. Is this, is this, is this a legit thing? Is this really what's going to happen? Because, oh my God, I can't tell you how aroused I am right now. John. All right. So that being said, what we're really going to do. (laughs) <laughs> what we're really going to do is we're going to have a FanDuel tournament uh, uh, between the two of you. You guys are going to set a FanDuel lineup this coming week, and the winner of the FanDuel tournament will be the winner of the Thunderdome. All right, so you're just going to make me wait a week later to defend my crown? I get it. It's cool. Well, I mean, I had another option, but I, I, don't, know, I don't know if it would be as fair. We could try it Fandle, that way. I like the Fanduel idea. Let's yeah. do the Fanduel idea, but let's also, let's also at the same time, just because I'm curious, let's try it the way that I was thinking about doing it. Because two men enter, one man leave. Right? Uh, pick your poison. There were two wide receivers tied with the most points this week. Name one of them. Two wide receivers tied with the most points this week. Yep. Name one of um, them. Jimmy, if you think of one, I'll go with that. Nope, wrong. Well, there you go, <laughs> nope, wrong. Uh, it's got to be Michael Thomas, right? Nope, wrong. Oh, Juju Smith-Schuster had that long-ass touchdown. Nope. I, I, are there any other receivers in the league? <laughs> there are tons of receivers in the league. Come on, guys. Just spit some names out. Somebody's bound to get it right. <sighs> Tyreek Hill. Jesus, how did I miss that one? That is one of them. That is one of them. Tyree yes. Kill is one of them. Ding, I ding, win. ding. Okay, you have no, you have one shot, Jimmy. If you can guess the other one, going through all a list of names in my head of who I know it's not. I don't even know why I'm nope. letting you do this because there's no, no possible, possible way, way you're going to get it. Go. It was Alan. It Robinson. was Alan oh, Robinson. Jesus I Christ. saw that son of a. Ah. <laughs> So, uh, technically, if we decided to do it that way, John would have won. But, unfortunately, we're going to do a FanDuel lineup anyway. Um, and that's how we're going to All right. Well, yeah, let's get into last week's ride or die. Did I win that at least? Jesus. <laughs> uh, no. No, we tried, we tried for that, too. 
Uh, you and I tied for, for three on that, and uh, Mike had two. So overall, that puts you at 39, and Mike and I are, are back to being tied again for, for last at 34. So, yeah. Actually, you know, these days getting half of these right is, is getting to be sort of the, the trend because it's really difficult sometimes to, to pick what's going to happen against some of these defenses. It, that it, oh, yeah, that just, show that just, show, and, that just yeah. shows, like, the, the volatility of a fantasy lineup. Like, you can, you can do all the planning and all the, do all the groundwork, all the research, and then you have a guy like Allen Robinson who hasn't done anything in three years go off and he's the number one scoring wide receiver in the league. It just shows you it's there's so much that only so much that you could do to prepare yourself. You need a little bit of luck too. So I mean, and especially since we're not going out there and picking the you know the top ten guys, the guys that are in your lineup no matter what matchup guys. We're trying to give you options that are filling in for guys that are on by or maybe they're a little banged up and they're questionable. So it, there there is a, a lot of risk in a lot of these picks, but I think for the most part we do give good info and we do make good picks. Just sometimes they don't pan out. Well, listen, some of these guys did hit. I mean, um, I'm going to say the name, you know, Voldemort's name. uh, Crowell did end up with a touchdown. It wasn't like he completely uh, tanked your team. Um, You know, when you look at, like, uh, Tevin Coleman and Ty Williams, they didn't have the greatest games. But, uh, you know, the opportunity was there. I think Adrian Peterson ended up with seven points, right, Jimmy? 68 yards. Terrible. Yeah, he wasn't he wasn't great. He wasn't terrible. I think uh, Boyd caught a touchdown that got called back on a penalty. Yes, so he, he did. Yeah, um, so uh, yeah. I mean, you know, it is what it is, guys. Yeah. Yeah. And and so John- let's question because I don't know if we've ever actually put this out there. Our parameters for a good start is for a quarterback: two hundred and fifty plus yards and two touchdowns. Anything under that is a bad start. For a running back, it's generally into the double digits in points. So a touchdown and like 50 yards will get you a good start. Cause yeah, like right. I said, this is, we're not talking about running back ones. We're talking about most of the time it's a flex low end RB two, high flex uh, and pr- probably around 70 yards and a touchdown for receivers. So those are kind of our parameters of what's a good start. What's a bad start under those numbers is a bad start over those numbers is a good start. So that's it. All right, John. And if, if I remember correctly, I think Brandon cooks, uh, wasn't doing too much until he got that rushing touchdown at the end of the yeah. game. So uh, I was pretty close on him. So, you know, again, we, we're trying, guys. I mean, we're trying to give you, just like you said, we're trying to give you the, the not obvious guys. All right, so this week we have buys with Bills, Browns, Dolphins, Jets, Pats, 49ers. All in 12, I think there's actually four people that need anybody start um, on those six teams. And those teams so, on buy, hashtag help. Nobody. nobody. Help. Nobody. <laughs> so, so we're actually talking about people you may actually have on your roster. Um, go switch it up a little bit. Mike, why don't you start us off with your quarterback ride? Since you're in last place, you should lead us off, Mike. <laughs> yep, no problem. Uh, Matt Stafford against Carolina. Sounds like a tough matchup. I don't think it is. I think that uh, Stafford's going to throw for his life. Yeah, I think Jimmy wrote down when you told him your pick. I think he wrote down, wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> With with two A's, not uh, yeah. Like, what is two. that, dude? Wawa? Right, Wawa? Shorties. <laughs> wah wah. Uh, I love Wawa. I miss I miss. I, do, I just can't get behind Matt Stafford. They're actually showing pictures on NFL Network right now of Estadio Azteca, and that field is a mess. No wonder they pulled the game. I don't think it had anything to do with the tunnel El Chapo had dug under the stadium to kidnap Jared Goff. 
But okay, <laughs> coming back to that. But dude, he's a it's... sexy, sexy man. He looks like Ryan Gosling, except probably dumber. But I'm not sure that's possible. The sun, the sun rises in the south. <laughs> oh my god, remember that? <laughs> How can I forget? Oh anyway, so let's get back to this. Uh, the Stafford pick. Stafford has been having an awful year. We talked about Marvin Jones might be out. They traded Golden Tate. on Johnson is the lone bright spot on this team this year. And even that's kind of dim as far as bright spots go. Uh, Matt Stafford, I get what you're doing here, Mike. You got to make up ground. You got to go for big, big picks. But gets a Carolina defense that just got embarrassed on a national stage and has been pretty good all year. I, dude, I think you're going to be struggling for points in that game from Stafford. Yeah, we'll see. Take yeah, I know. Shot. I get what you're doing there. All right, John. Who's yours? Um, you know, I think this guy's going to throw up about 350 and probably get about three touchdowns. And they're probably all going to be to OJ Howard. Cause if you saw what the 49ers did to them last night with the tight end, as much as I like Landon Collins, he's a liability in coverage. Ryan Fitzpatrick gets in the end zone three times this week, goes over 300 yards passing, puts up big numbers against a pretty bad giants team. Yeah. I want to tell you the magic is gone there, but like you said, they're playing the bad Giants team. So. Yeah, the Giants. The Giants are the defense that you go to get the magic wand back. Yeah. They just. I won't fault you for this, but let's just be honest. Tampa Bay was terrible last week. They were, but the Redskins' defense is, I think, third in the league. Well, far they better, much better with defense. Adrian. So, all right, um, I want to go with Dak Prescott uh, at Atlanta. Another defense that tends to to give away a lot of points. Uh, certainly did it against. Cleveland last week and you know what I like about what Dallas is doing is is actually understanding they need to run this through Ezekiel Elliott and take the pressure off Dak and it's allowed him to actually if you look at his stats for for the last few weeks actually had some pretty good weeks and I think he's got another opportunity to throw again that that 250 plus with two touchdowns so yeah all right Mikey uh moving the running back before before we move the running back do you realize what we just told these people to do yep Start, Start Ryan Fitzpatrick, yeah. Dak Prescott, and Matt Stafford. Oh my God! I can I can hear the unsubscribe buttons being clicked right now. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to tell you who the who this. I don't want to tell you who the sits are. Okay, we'll get to that. Yeah, really, yeah, really so, pushing uh, the envelope on the sits too, guys. <laughs> all right, so here we go. We're gonna. We're going to start Alex Collins against Cincinnati. Uh, they picked up Ty Montgomery uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, I do think that he will get involved, but, I mean, Collins is still that bell cow back for them. I think he's still going to get the goal line work. Uh, I don't think they're going to mix in Montgomery as much as everybody thinks, and uh, I, I think Cincinnati is, a, is just a sieve. Uh, really bad defense down there. So uh, I, I really like Baltimore and Collins to uh, put in a good showing this week. Yeah, the, the collapse in Cincinnati is well on its way. That's, and, that's oh, it's at. it's begun. It is already. Did you see they hired Hugh Jackson this week? Well, just to solidify <laughs> the collapse, that's how you do that. Oh, Mar- Mar- Marvin Lewis, year in year out, finds new ways to amaze me at his coaching ineptitude. I'm sorry, it's just great man, great leader, terrible coach. It, hey, he got his buddy in there with uh, him. Why I, not? If I was the head coach of a team, I had both of you as assistant head coach. That seems to be awful. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John. Who's your running back? Uh, so I'm going to preface this by stating that I wasn't allowed to pick the guy that I wanted to pick, even though, you know, 
one good week does not make a top five back. I wanted to go Aaron Jones, but uh, one of my snowflake co-hosts wouldn't let me do it. So I ended up going with my second option here. And I'm going to start Philip Lindsay against the San Diego Superchargers. Um, San Diego's defense is pretty decent. They just lost one of their guys up the middle. Lindsay's been running like a man with something to prove this year. I really, I'm really starting to grow on. Like those kids are really starting to grow on me. I like Philip Lindsay this week. Not as much as Aaron Jones, but you get the point. So take Aaron. No, Jones. it's all right, man. It's all right. I finally got you. Out, I finally got you out of the the, the crying corner. I, I don't. You're a whiny little like bitch. This- <laughs> like, did you take two guys last week? Didn't you like give a pick and we're like, that's not my real pick. I picked Crowell. Who, who was yeah. it? Yeah, but I wasn't. I, <laughs> I wasn't crying about difference. it. There's difference. I realized that I just suck at this and wanted to get better. And no, no, I wasn't what, allowed what, to. What Mike so wanted fine. was when he got his whole life, he wanted the participation trophy about being able to pick all the players he wanted to pick. So it's okay. It's all right, young man. <laughs> All right, moving right along. So uh, I want to go with Derek Henry versus Indy. Oh, my God. I'm looking at – I'm sorry, Joe. I just looked at your starts, like the roster. Jesus. <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> Work out. After the bye, you know, they, they brought in, a, you know, a, a, a fullback. They're actually running the ball a little bit more actively. And most importantly, Derek Henry is getting in the end zone. I think he gets in the end zone at least one more time this week. That's what I'm praying for. Yeah, I can see Henry. He's basically a touchdown-dependent back. You're right about that. But he is going to get the goal line opportunity. So, you know, and he's, like what, 13 and a half feet tall, 453 yeah. pounds? I mean, he fell forward for seven yards. Yeah, just <laughs> All right, Mike, what is your wide receiver? I'm going to start uh, Tyler Lockett versus Green Bay on Thursday night. We usually stay away from the Thursday night games, but I have a feeling there's going to be a few fireworks in this game. Um, so I'm going to go Tyler Lockett versus Green Bay. All right. Uh, Jimmy, what do you got? That's your turn. You go. I want to go last here. Fine. I want to go uh, last here. All right. Well, I'm going to go with Golden Tate. I'm going to go with the guy who I sat last week and was called out for it. And this week, I'm, I, I think, you know, they figure out how to put Golden Tate in the mix now in his new home in Philly against the New Orleans defense that is uh, it's not good. And so, you know, New Orleans, Philly games, it's just going to be a, a shootout. It's going to be a lot of, a lot of uh, yards, a lot of touchdowns, and then that's it. Who do you got? Uh, so I'm going back into that. I, I would like to say something about Golden Tate real quick. Um, I noticed a little bit on Sunday night, and I talked to you guys a little bit in pre-show. Um, I felt like they were really trying to get him involved. It just seemed to me that he didn't fit with the team yet. You know, it's going to take some time to gel. Carson Wentz obviously has a rapport with um, with Alshon Jeffrey. Obviously with Zach Ertz, who is clearly the number one receiving option on that team. Aguilar is still the deep threat. So where does Tate fit in in this? You got you got your big body wide receiver, you got your speedster receiver in Aguilar, and you got your middle of the field and your security blanket with Ertz. I just don't know if forcing the ball to Golden Tate is going to help or hurt this team. And I kind of feel like the plays they game plan from last week kind of took the team out of rhythm and really stopped some promising drives to them. So I'm not really sure how Golden Tate fits in yet. I'm sure it'll come, but 
for the first couple of weeks, I'd probably want to stay away from him. But um, so going on to my pick, I am going to that Tampa Bay Giants game, going to the other sideline. Um, this game, I'm hoping it's going to be a lot of points, but I could see this being like a 42 to three game for the, for Tampa and the Giants can <laughs> score any points. Um, but I'm going with Sterling Shepard. Obviously, Odell Beckham is the guy for the Giants. Saquon Barkley is the second receiving option, sometimes 1B. But Sterling Shepard is the guy that's getting all the fallout of how good those other two players are. You know, he's going to be the guy that catches – he's that, that third option that's going to catch the touchdowns. He's going to get a ton of yards because he's single covered against a lesser corner. So I really like Sterling Shepard, not just in this game, but in the Giants offense going forward once they figure out what the hell they're doing. So, so I agree. I like Sterling Shepard. I, I can't argue with that. But having faith in Eli Manning two weeks in a row, that's tough for me. Yeah, you're right. And that's, that's one that's of the tough. things that really bothered me about this pick. Ultimately was that, you know, we saw good Eli. Now it's time for a month of bad Eli. So, <laughs> But that said, even when we were getting bad Eli, Sterling Shepard was still getting yards. Sterling Shepard was still putting up points. So, you know, I don't need Eli to go 403 touchdowns. I need Eli to throw for 100 yards of Sterling Shepard. So it's possible. All right. Let's go on some of our dies, Mike. Your die, quarterback. I'm going to sit Kirk Cousins versus Chicago. No explanation <laughs> necessary. If you don't need an explanation, maybe it's too easy to pick. Too bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Johnny, what do you got? I'm going the other side of that game. I'm going Trubisky against Minnesota. There's two strong defenses in Chicago. Weather's a little iffy for the game, so I just don't like any anything offensive in that game. If, if it's supposed to be a snowstorm, supposed to be a rain, whatever, I'm just staying away from that game. Yeah, Trubisky's been pretty hot. Lighting it so, up. Lighting, lighting it, it up. up. He gets, he gets overshadowed by a lot of guys like, you know, I don't know, Mahomes and Goff and – but I don't know. Hey, Tough. and uh, Mike will tell you this. We have Carson Wentz and Mitchell Trubisky in one leg, and we just traded Carson Wentz to roll with Trubisky the rest of the season. Oh, so this is – and we need him to have a good game. And we're actually not that upset about it, to be honest with yes. you. Yes. Well, yeah. I'm good with All what right. we got, and I'm good with rolling with a guy that has big boom ability. Big booms. Dude, 54 points last yeah, week, think- baby. Show me your booms. Is that his th- I think that's his third 50-point week this season. Oh, yeah. So awesome. All right, so, Jimmy, who's your quarterback? That's your sit. All right. Uh, so, I'm going to sit. I think, actually, got another guy coming off a pretty good week is, is Andrew Luck. But this week going into Tennessee, doesn't really matter. Uh, it's more about, I think, Tennessee's figured out their run game that keeps their offense on the field and that keeps Luck off of the field. And Tennessee's defense is, is showing some signs of life as well. Um, so, tough defense, tough matchup for luck. Hey, Mike, I think Jimmy's going for our first offer of the, of the show. Oh, that's <laughs> I hope I'm 6 0. That's rude. Listen, one thing, one thing I do know for sure, all right? Tennessee, you're right. Right, one thing. Tennessee's defense has been good all year. They're the reason that their record is the way it is. Uh, the reason that their offense is finally starting to click really has – I mean, yes, the running game getting going is a good thing, but the real reason the running game is going is because there actually is a threat in the passing game now. I think it's pretty obvious that Mariota was more injured than, than we all thought. That, that hand issue that he had where the nerve damage from the elbow, I think it was really affecting the way he was throwing the ball. Now that he can actually throw the ball with accuracy, I mean, you see Corey Davis go for 125 uh, yards last week. Uh, I mean, 
we all know that Corey Davis has the skill. It's whether Mariota can deliver him the ball. And on, on days when he can deliver him the ball, that team is dangerous. All right. I think that was a vote of confidence. I'm not real sure. All right. Uh, Mike, who's your running back? King, King flip-flopper right there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, hey, listen, it's, it's, it's all a matter of up and downs, man. It's all hyperbolic, and that's what we do. So let's, let's – peaks and valleys. I'm in. I'm in. Okay. Who's your running back, Doug? Oh, uh, Joe Mixon, uh, because he's going to be playing Baltimore. And even though some people here think that Baltimore is done, I think uh, Baltimore still got a really good defense. And I think they're going to play really tough against uh, Mr. Mixon. I think he's looking at probably 80 yards in this game. All right. John? Um, so I thought long and hard about this one, and then I didn't. And I went with a guy that was completely off my radar because I really like that Tennessee defense for all the reasons you guys just stated. So I'm sitting Marlon Mack. It's a good sit. I just pulled him out of one of my lineups and put in Alex Collins. So I like it. Live in your word. Like it. And I'm going to sit Tevin Coleman versus Dallas. Uh, I think that Dallas is playing tough again at defense. You know, that's it. Dallas is Vanderlaish and – Jalen Smith are so fast at that linebacker position for them. It's so hard for a running back to get the edge against them. And then there's no going against them up the middle. It's Dallas's defense is it's young. It's fast. And they hit, they hit people. God forbid that team gets a quarterback. (laughs) Yeah. It's going to have to be an air show game. For Matt Ryan. I know this is totally off topic, and I got to say it before I, I forget. Did anybody see the clip of uh, the guard, Quentin Nelson, from the Colts this week? <laughs> Somehow they had audio on him. He's pulling on a run play, and all you hear him is all you hear him doing is screaming the entire way. Like he's in Braveheart running at the English <laughs> with a sword in his hand. <laughs> Are you serious? You no, I didn't see that. Find I have this not clip. seen that. It is the funniest thing. And I was listening to uh, Pat McAfee's podcast, and he had, I forget what the player was. And he's like, did, 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 do other guys do this? And it's another lineman. And he goes, no, man. He's like, I asked players if I do it. And they're like, no, man, that guy's just a lunatic. Like <laughs> full-on <laughs> full battle cry as he's pulling on a sweep. And he just smoked. I think it was a strong safety coming up to fill the gap. He just smokes this guy. Like, literally, top of his lungs, screaming as he was running. I don't know what made me think of it, but. That's great. Oh, my God. Go find this clip. It is hilarious. <laughs> oh, man. I can't wait to see that. I, I, th- I, I think that... I have it saved. I'll send it to you guys after the show. But, oh, my Excellent. God. I, I've watched it like 15 times, and I'm just cracking up, man. <laughs> oh. But. Oh, that's fine. Excellent. Anyway, right, uh, we're on the receivers now, right? We're on the receivers. Mike, okay. you're up. Okay. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster versus Jacksonville. Jacksonville's got a tough defense. They're still fighting for, uh, you know, for, for anything they can get. Uh, they're not out of it yet. So uh, I think Jacksonville's got to really put on a, a, a really tough show at home, and, and they need to shut down those wide receivers and shut down Big Ben. So uh, I'm going to sit Juju Smith-Schuster. I think they can do Juju, it. Juju, don't say. Yeah, say how don't dare you. Don't how dare you Juju. sit Juju. Don't you sit my Juju. Well, I'm not sitting Antonio Brown. I'm not a crazy man. Well, that's good. <laughs> yeah. uh, you have to. Well, in my case, I have to. John, what do you got? Uh, 
and this sucks for me because I need this guy to put up some points this week. But uh, I'm sitting Stefan Diggs. He's still a little banged up. He is going to play this week. Everything, everything that we've read said he's going to play. But it's a tough matchup in Chicago against a good Chicago defense. I think that uh, Kirk Cousins is going to be running for his life back there. I don't think he's had the time to set and throw. And Adam Thielen is Kirk Cousins' security blanket. When he's under duress, that ball goes Adam Thielen. So I think it's just going to be a bad situation for Stefan Diggs. And he's a little nicked up still. So, uh, unfortunately, I do need him to score points this week, but I, I just don't count on him to do it. You know, the same thing that happened to Chris Thompson could happen to him. He takes one tough shot to the back or to the rib area, and he could be out the entire yep, game. So absolutely right. It's, absolutely right. It's a good call, yep. brother. All right. And I'm sitting Keenan Allen versus Denver. He's just not the favorite. All right, so – and just to put this out there, in one of my leagues, my starting quarterback is Andrew Luck. I have uh, – well, my top running back isn't on there. Tevin Coleman is my RB3. Diggs is my wide receiver too. Juju is my uh, is my flex. So, basically, we're sitting my entire lo- roster in that one leg. My, my entire roster except for one running back. So, I have Alvin Kamara, who's the only guy that's going to start for that team apparently. <laughs> <laughs> well, good luck with that. Let me know right. how it goes for you. You know what? It's yeah, Alvin Kamara. I'm still going to win. That guy just puts up 50 burgers every week. I'm, I'm, I'm loving him. Oh, he's so good. Oh, and I forgot. My, my three receivers in that league are Diggs, Diggs. Allen, and Juju. Juju, yeah. <laughs> so, so you sat my backup running back, my wide receiver one, my wide receiver two, and my flex, and my quarterback. <laughs> oh, I'm so screwed. Well, no, probably not. <laughs> I mean, let's, let's be honest. We're going to get at least a half of those wrong. So yeah. you may actually be all right. I, Actually, I might put a, a two fifty. I might put a two fifty. Yeah, yo. Best week ever. Wow, we are terrible at this. Okay, yeah. keep going. Oh, oh, right. Some streaming options that. At this point, I don't think anybody listens to it except for the three of us tomorrow, anyway. So, <laughs> whatever. Sounds good. So, uh, Jeff Howerman, is that what we're going with? Mike, what do you think? Yeah, uh, you know this tight end in Denver. Uh, he, he gets a lot of looks, you know, Keenum does like to throw. He gets a ton of red zone looks, ton of red zone looks. Yeah. A ton of red zone looks. And, and honestly, um, as a, as streaming options go, I think this guy is, is uh, high up on my list. I know that I, you know, if you're in a fab league, especially, uh, $0, nobody else is looking at this guy. If you're in a PPR league, I think he's, he's worth a shot. I mean, if this guy catches five balls for 30 yards, like take that eight points and be happy as heck. Yeah, exactly. Right. You know, he, most likely he's going to get a couple looks in, in, in the end zone, and one of them, he'll probably bring one of them in. He'll most likely have a touchdown this week. Um, so on the yeah, flip side, that's probably, that's probably my favorite tight end stream that we've done since we started doing it in this format. Which means he's going to zero burger. <laughs> oh, there you go. Way to kill it. Does Thanks. Fantasy Reaper. Sorry. That's not me. Yeah, I didn't. I, didn't, I, I've, I haven't gone over this this season. Have you? No. Yes. Yes. No. You went over no. this year. This week, did I? You did not win one leg. What are you talking about? Did you? Oh, you're right. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't win any of my leases. Yeah. All right. Why? Why do you gotta? Man, that, that, was, that was brutal. That was out of nowhere too. Just, <laughs> I've been holding it. I've been holding it all. So I just want to. Jimmy, thank you for pulling that out, man. I'm about to cry over here. Oh, did I break the snowflake again? Oh, shit. 
All right, John, give us a tight end. <laughs> give us a tight end option. Uh, well, all right, yeah. Day. So uh, tight end's pretty much a dumpster fire of position. So sit Trey Burton against Minnesota. That's all I got for you. <laughs> all right. Sounded like we all liked Arizona in uh, versus Oakland. Uh, yeah, going up the against the Raiders and uh, their home as well, which is I think that's important when you're talking about teams going up the rate against the Raiders. I really just think that the Raiders will play a little differently in front of their home fans, but like when they're on the road, I think they're just they're they are in full uh, you know DGF mode. They they do not give any of them. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like uh, that, that's how I feel about that. That they're they're playing for number one, uh, and when I say number one, I mean number one pick next year. <laughs> like that is where they're at, and it looks like they're going to yeah. get there. I mean Buffalo and and the Giants both yeah. won last week. Idiots. So yeah. We can't, we can't even suck right. <laughs> I love the fact that that newspaper article is uh, he's still the man, you know, from the was the New York Post on the TV as, I'm, as we're talking about him. Yeah. Peyton Manning. I mean, the Peyton Man. Eli Manning, still the man, guys. Yeah, still the man. Oh, God. Awful. Bye bye, Justin Herbert, because you know stupid Gruden's going to draft him. Chucky will definitely draft Herbert yeah. for sure. Oh, and then we'll end up trading for Derek Carr. If we trade for Derek Carr, I will. I I don't know what I'll do, but it'll like still that. be a Giants fan. I, I, do like that. I do like the Greer. I, yeah, but I, you know what? I, Virginia. I do like him too. So I do not have to buy season tickets next year. <laughs> All right, let's let's finish this up. The uh, defense. Eagles are going against yeah. New Orleans. Don't start so, the Eagles. It's a no-brainer. There, we already talked about Breeze, Kamara, and Michael Thomas. So. Yep. All right. I think that's all we got now. Yeah, so clearly I'm dominating you guys again. Um, just whatever my prize is for winning this for the season, just get it ready and have it shipped to my house. I will. It's going to come in a brown paper bag, and I'm going to light it on fire. And I will graciously accept it. And, uh, you know, whatever prize you guys feel is fit for your king, you know, just feel free to ship it. I'm good. You know, you don't have to. I don't need to see your ugly faces. Yeah, just it's a bag of modesty. No. Oh, I'll give you. I'll give you. I don't, a I don't need modesty. I have plenty of that. <laughs> oh my goodness! So, all right, boys. So, you know, week in, week out, we go over the numbers and we we tell you guys who to start, who to sit, who to look to add. Let's get into some of the other stuff with fantasy football. Like, you know, we were we were talking the other day about where we started with these leagues. You know, guys starting leagues twenty years ago where they were keeping score out of the newspaper. Like some of the things that have changed that have changed fantasy football, like the accessibility to the people in your league, um, just the technology, just how everything's readily available at your hand. You don't have to go buy a magazine anymore. If you want to prep for your draft, all you have to do is go to your phone. Like some of my favorite things that we've started doing in the last couple of years is a couple of my leagues use an app called Marco Polo. It's basically a voice chat app, or a, 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 like a FaceTime Video app. walkie-talkie, yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's great. I mean, it's added an element, especially now as – you know, the global community has become more local. You know, we have guys in multiple different states throughout the, throughout the country in these leagues. We can't all get together, but this way we can see each other, talk to each other. You get more of a context when you're talking to people when you see their face. So it's just like this app is something that's really brought another element to, to the leagues that we use it in. I love it. It's great, especially when uh, you got a couple guys that are together on the weekend having some beers and uh, you decide to just start picking on that one guy that <laughs> has nine points scored through – the third quarter of the one o'clock games. Yeah, it was me this week, but whatever. 
<laughs> Mike, that's our team. Don't, don't you know? For me, the, don't you? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's both of us. It's both of us. We had twenty points going into the Sunday night game. Oh, that's not good. Yeah, twenty. All right, sorry. Uh, you know the way you know you're bringing up uh, you know communication, right? Like the way I look at it, yes, that that does add an element. But the way I see it is, the more communication you have within your league, the better the action's going to be. Not only for uh, you know all of the the machismo and the you know the talk and everything like that, but also the trades. Um, you know, any way that you can you know uh, get to that trade, you know, get get the players that you need to make your runs. And the best way to do that is to, you know, push all avenues. You know, it's not just a matter of sending in a trade through an app. You know what I mean? Because that that's real impersonable when you can get on a, a, a private line and say, Hey man, I happen to notice that you're hurting at wide receiver and I happen to have a whole bunch and I'm looking for a running back and you have a whole bunch and you can talk it over. You can, you can, you know, uh, it's just a separate Avenue. It's a different way of going at it. Um, you know, and when you want, when you're trying to get a trade done, you have to do whatever it takes to get that done. So the more avenues, the more places you have, whether it's email, text message, voice message, I, this is a true story. What I'm about to tell you last week, I have my, my week, my monthly poker game. Okay. And I, I'm in a league with a bunch of those guys. It's actually my auction league. I needed to get a trade done. I had the, the trade sent in the app. The guy texted me and said, I'm interested and then did nothing radio silence. Right. So I, I got knocked out pretty early in the, in the poker tournament last week. I sat and waited for him to get knocked out so that I could corner him and force him to make this trade with me. That's super stalkerish. Yeah, and... that's kind of weird. Yeah. And that's why I, I – no, I'm terrible. I'm really bad in that league, and it didn't help. I lost anyway, and I'm not going <laughs> to win anything. So, yeah, so I'm just the creepy guy. Yeah, but, I but, mean, you just look at, like, you know – it's changed like fantasy football, the way it's been viewed, even by the NFL and the NFL players. When it when it was first starting to get big, the NFL was kind of like pushing away from it. Players were aggravated by it. Now you see all these guys on these morning shows, former players talking about things like the clip that cracks me up is Brian Westbrook talking about Todd Gurley, you know, sliding down instead of going into the end zone to run out the clock. And he's like, I had him and he cost me the game. And it's the same exact thing that Brian Westbrook did a, about a decade ago. You know, like it, it's it's brought new people to the to the game in the NFL. It's opened up football to a fan base that probably would never be interested in it. Yeah, you you got to remember, Johnny. Like when when this first started, they, there was all this talk about it's actually is this is this considered gambling? What you know, what's it going to do if players are going to you know try to throw games because because they you know going to play themselves? You know, like yeah, it was all that kind of talk. And now you're right. I mean, the NFL is like, well, wait a minute. NFL is 150% (laughs) behind fantasy football right now. And to be honest with you, man, the the Red Zone channel and fantasy football is why the NFL is king right now. Because everybody has such short attention spans. And the way the younger younger fans are right now, they don't have favorite – not a lot of guys have favorite teams anymore. They have favorite players. They follow certain groups of players. And everything is so readily accessible for you. Red Zone, just bouncing around from score to score to score to score to score. It just keeps you involved. And fantasy football, like if you're – we're Giants fans and our team sucked by week four, the season was over. But we're still into, into the NFL because we have all this time and energy invested in fantasy football. It's just the fantasy, fantasy football, the Sunday ticket, and the Red Zone channel is what makes the NFL king. And all the other leagues right. have tried to do stuff like that. Fantasy sports started with baseball. Started with a bunch of guys in Chicago doing a roto baseball league. 
but as as with every other aspect in sports, the NFL has taken over and is now the leader. It's just it's the way fantasy football has gone from, you know, you talk to guys in your office are like, oh, you're one of those nerds that sits in the basement with other dudes and picks fake players. Like, yeah, now it's like you got three different office leagues. You know, <laughs> everybody in your office is in a different league in your office. You come into the Friday morning, I'm like, dude, did you see the game last night? Yeah, man, I had Roethlisberger. I was going against Roethlisberger, but at least I had, you know, uh, Christian McCaffrey in my lineup to kind of offset him a little. Like, the amount of talk that revolves around fantasy football in my office, I'm like, yeah, my job's a little different. I do work in a <laughs> – <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I have a 50-seat bar in my office, so it's <laughs> – Yeah. It's a different but, work environment. A very different work environment. But, I, you but, know, John, I, I'm one of those – people that you're talking about when you asked me if i wanted to join your your fantasy football league uh, you know i was only a fan of hockey only eyes for hockey but it just so happened to be i believe one of the lockout uh shortened seasons and you know i, I just i didn't have anything else better to do at the time i guess so i figured you know what why not why not pay attention a little bit more and you know you guys know me i'm just uber competitive i really like to be good at what i do and and it just took a whole we could, of, we could tell you know, it by your that, weekly picks yeah, you got it. So, oh, man, you are just so fire. There's a streak. Of, there's a streak of evil in you that is just, you know, it just. I, I, re- I really, <laughs> I really want to announce the trade that I just made, but I'll let you guys see it on the message boards. Oh, uh, you made this deal. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, Mister, I pulling me off track. I, you know, I'm one of those guys. I'm one of the guys that was, you know, listen, you're, you are a lifelong giant fan. It was in your family. You were raised with a giant uh, fan in, you know, as, as a, as a parent, yep. right? Like my, my parents were not into sports. You know, my father was not into sports. My mother wasn't really into sports. So I, you know, for, for my family anyway, it was hockey. My grandparents were season ticket holders to the New Jersey devils. So that's who I followed. Right. And that's where I always had my allegiances. But when fantasy football came along, you know, it took a hold of me. I just, I had to be a part of it. So absolutely, man, you know, you talk about growing, uh, you know, growing, growing your leagues, right. Uh, you know, we've done so much. I've gotten so involved. Now I'm the commissioner of, of two different leagues, you know, the three of us run a league together. We constantly change it and tweak it and try and make it better and more fun and more interesting because that's the name of the game. Like, you know, we need to keep this, keep everyone involved in what's going on at all times. I mean, think about um, all the things that we do with the draft to make the draft better. You know what I mean? Like, we, lo- we love to have live yeah. drafts. You know, that's one of our favorite days of the year. I have a T-shirt that says draft day is my Christmas oh, honor. Yeah. Uh, my wife hates draft day because uh... – the drafts are always at my house and uh, you know, there's some adult beverages consumed and by some, I mean, an exorbitant amount, <laughs> but let me, let me ask you a serious question. So right now you're thinking about moving your house, yes. right? So serious consideration gonna, gonna, goes into gonna the next pick house it up and just carry it with me to a different lot, move my house. Like, <laughs> no, but like serious consideration into the next house is how and where will the draft be affected right. by this Oh, yeah. So not to get too far off topic. And I know everybody, the last listener we had just tuned out. I I felt the (laughs) unsubscribe button. So we're at a, we're at an open house this weekend and this place had an outside barbecue pit area, a pool, like, you know, patio deck, all that. I'm like, man, I just be great. We'll have the fantasy draft out here. My wife looks me dead in the face says, we're looking for a a house for our family. And you're worried about where your goddamn fantasy football draft is going to (laughs) be. 
<laughs> and that sounds about dude, right. And the real estate, okay, the real this estate is, agent. And this is why dude, I love the real you. estate agent looks me dead in the face and just starts cracking up and goes, "I'm gonna go back inside." Like completely ignored us the rest of the time we were there. Could tell that we weren't serious. Like we were serious, but at that point, my wife had checked out because all I was worried about was where we were gonna have our fantasy football draft. And yeah. it would have been great. I, I sent you guys the pictures. The place was awesome, but you know, just didn't work out for us. <laughs> yeah. But you also you've also done what I've done, John, to get to get wives into it. So I have now my my wife in a league. My son has his own fantasy league, and that makes it sort of a a family thing, quote unquote. So I you know I feel like I can kind of get away with things a little bit more. Uh, they kind of know what's going on. Anyway. Yeah, but I, I screwed myself. I got my wife into a league about three years ago. Um, this is her fourth season. She's three-time defending champ. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You heard that right. Yep. She's been playing fantasy football for – this is her fourth season. She has three chips. Yeah. So why isn't she on the podcast with us instead of Because you? her exact words, I hate fantasy football. I do it to piss you off. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, love I believe her. that too. Yeah. yeah. It's 100% what she would do. She gets really good at something just to piss me off. <laughs> so getting back on track here, you know, some of the other things that, that are really fun about leagues and the way they grow or the consequences, you know, there's so many different types of leagues out there, you know, when, when they had that show on TV uh, you know, how they, how they made their, their, uh, their draft order was, was always, I thought hilarious. That's not something that we do in our own leagues, but um, you know, having a, a potato sack race against kids. <laughs> I mean, like it was just uh, brilliant. Well, if, if we all concept... lived closer to each other, I guarantee you that would be us putting our kids in potato sacks and doing that. I, I mean, I would definitely be in my son's very fast, but the, uh, the consequences of losing the league, like, you know, you hear people where you see people all the time that like, they'll make the, the worst team get a tattoo. Like, thank God yeah. we don't do that in this league. Cause it would never happen. Uh, but like, you know, people are like, oh, you have to wear the pink unicorn shirt to the draft next year. Like that. Kind of so thing. It's, it's that's kind of silly behind behind the building of behind where my office is. There is a lake. And, you know, fantasy mm-hmm. football ends in what? Late December, January. Yeah. The loser, the last place team in our work league, the loser has to come in on Friday and jump in the lake. Mm. So <laughs> last year. You know, that would, that would give me motivation not to be the yeah, last yeah. team. So, like, literally, it came down to the final Monday night game of the season. And the last place, the guy that would have been last in points, because they both had the same record and the points was a tiebreaker. He ended up getting, like, four more points than the guy that was ahead of him. <laughs> and the kid didn't realize that he came in last place. So, that Friday when he came in, we're like, all right, man, get in the lake. He's like, dude, what are you talking about? I'm second to last. I'm like, nope. He didn't even look at the standings because he was so sure that he was going to not have to jump in the lake. And he had to jump in the lake. So <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. And he did, to his credit, in his work clothes, right in the lake. <laughs> Does he get to go home at least and change in the dry um, clothes? To be honest with you, I didn't care that much about him. So I saw him jump in the lake and I stopped paying attention to him. So... <laughs> Man, you're a nice guy. I'm pretty sure he listens too, so that's good. <laughs> oh my gosh! So yeah, I, I mean, you know, I was thinking more on the lines of like making the last place team be the uh, the sticker bitch for the the champ. I still but, think the I mean, last place, you know, we can jump. I still in think the last place team he has to show up to the draft and we get to shoot him with paintballs. Like that's just my thing, but nobody wants to go for that. 
clothes on or off. Why does everything got to be naked? I don't know, but I, I wouldn't do either. Because getting hit with a paintball with wearing a pair of pants and not wearing a pair of pants, two different things. That's why. And I know you. You're you are the you are the nut guy. You're gonna go. No, nah, man, nuts. I'm going I, I'm going straight Rick Grimes on you, man. Headshots all day. Oh my god. <laughs> Doesn't matter because half the guys on the league would never go for it. No. Yeah, could you could you imagine so Anthony agreeing to that? No way. Yeah. Oh sure. No way. Sure I could. By the way, that was my sarcasm voice. <laughs> that's it. So now that we're completely off track, let's uh let's get this train back on the tracks. And by train, I mean hype train. Because this coming Monday, boys, we have what could be one of the best regular season NFL games we may ever see. We oh. have the Kansas City Chiefs and that circus offense going up against the weapons for days, Los Angeles Rams. This game is so good, they moved it back from a foreign country. Yes. Yes. You could could give me that bad field crap all day. No. They looked at that. They said, this is a Super Bowl matchup. We can't have these teams playing in front of a neutral crowd. Home game. Let's bring it back to L.A. Throw it in one of the most storied stadiums in the country, the L.A. Coliseum. And let's go. Let's go. This game is going to be amazing. Kareem Hunt versus... Todd Gurley, Robert Woods, yes. and no more Cooper Cup. Little Cooper Cup out for the year. So sad. Robert Woods and Brandon Cooks versus Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. Patty Showtime Mahomes versus Jarrett freaking Goff. Jarrett, I'm in love with Halle Berry Goff. Like, that was hilarious, <laughs> by the way. Did you see that? He, yeah. He, he actually has an audible called Holly Berry, and she tweeted at him, hey, Jarrett, what's a Holly Berry? He tweets back, only the best play ever and my favorite play. So, (laughs) Jared Goff kicking game to a 55-year-old Halle Berry. So, (laughs) I mean, I mean, good on him. Uh, Baker, Baker still. Baker still winning. Let's let's not stop with the players. We got one of the all-time greatest offensive mind coaches over in Kansas City versus the new school, the, the new show. The franchise in McVay, like oh, McVay versus Reed, like these guys are offensive savants. You know, for you can say what you want about Andy Reed over the years; he's been terrible as a clock man- management, terrible team management. But one thing you cannot take away from him: his offenses score, and McVay's offense yeah, scores. This game is going to be re goddamn ridiculous. All right, like this is going to be a boom fest all over the place. All, you can all have- over the place. You're going to have multiple players in this game with 30-plus points. Oh, oh man. I can't Mike wait. just finished. <laughs> uh, pretty close. Pretty close. I'm, I'm, looking up, I'm looking up the over-under. It's got to be in the mid-60s. It's got to be 64 and a half. I'm telling you right now, if it's 75, I'm still going to take the over. I really think that this game is going to be that ridiculous. And I'm closing in on it. Kansas City. The over-under is 63 Oh, I missed it by one point. I was right there. <laughs> 63 and a half. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs are getting three yeah, and a half. A tech, it's a, well, now it's a, a legit home game for L.A. Um, yes. So, usually that's, a, that's worth three points. So, if this game was in Mexico City, that's a half-point game. That's a basic pick em. So, I don't know, guys. And, 60, am I, dude, am 63 I wrong and a half. I'm, I'm slamming the, the over on this game. Two, this is number two it. and number three in the power rankings. This is 
offensive weapon uh, on top of offensive weapon, young quarterback versus young quarterback, same draft class, guys, both second-year guys. Oh. You know, think about that draft class right now. Jared Goff, right? Was that the same draft class? Jared Goff, Carson. Yes. yes no, no, it no, was. no. This is Goff's thir- third Goff's year. Goff's so uh, Mahomes, oh, Mahomes was right. the following. Mahomes was, so, yes. I mean, come on, man. This is just going to be ridiculous. And I, I, I just hope. Mahomes was Trubisky. Hope, hope, hope this, this game doesn't let us down. Like, it, it'll break my heart. It'll be. There's no possible way. There's no possible way that this game will not just be ridiculous. You know, I, I think that the Rams might be getting. I, I, do they get a keep to lead back in this game or is he just getting close? I don't know, man. He looked pretty limber jumping up when uh, pulling uh, Aaron Donald off that duty he was trying to choke out on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think he's eligible to come back yet. I think he will be back in a couple weeks. Um, so I still think that they're deficient in that area. Uh, you know, you got to figure that Mike, the only person who Mike, slowed down. Even if, yeah, exactly, Jim. Even if Tilly is matter. back, it does not matter. It really doesn't matter. These teams yeah. are so good. Offensively, I, you know, I, these I teams see, are good. <laughs> I could just see this game just being such a – I mean, when we talk about boat races, like we're talking about like c- cigarette boats in freaking Miami, like just going nuts. Like this is, this is going to be This awesome. is the hashtag show me your booms game. Like it's ridiculous. Oh, my it's, gosh. It's – I don't know, man. I, I, I think maybe I'm getting too into it. But you just look at every player that you're talking about, the top three offensive weapons on every team other than quarterbacks are all capable of going for 30 points. Ty Hill, Kareem Hunt, Travis Kelsey, all capable of putting up 30-plus points. Uh, on the other side, Todd Gurley, averaging 30 points a week. You got Brandon Cooks, big play waiting to happen. He can go for 30. Robert Woods, uber possession receiver that can also stretch the field. He could go for 30. Like This team is just yep. littered, or this game is just littered with point scores. The only thing that sucks is it's yeah. only going to be 60 minutes long. Like I wish they could I wish they could play eight quarters. Hey. It would be amazing. If they if if it's 45-45 in the fourth quarter, we're gonna get some overtime. Yeah, but we only get 10 minutes. minutes. We only it. get 10 minutes. Yeah, so. that's true. All right. Well, hey, this is gonna be a great game. I'm so excited for this game. I can't I words cannot ex- express. Just get everyone started in these matchups. Not that you weren't already, but like and both of these teams are going to be on by next week because we're we're just going to be we're going to need the rest. <laughs> Everyone's going to need the rest. They're going to need the rest. We're going to need the rest. It's going to be ridiculous. Uh, and so, and uh, the fact that it's Monday night football, like making us wait Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday to get this game on Monday. Oh, because you know what else? You know what? You also that means it means you're going to wait. You need to wait for. All your DFS, you're going to need to wait for your your probably half your fantasy teams to figure out whether oh, or not yeah. you actually won. So many, so many like, games are going to be up in the air on on Monday night still. Yeah, you're a hundred percent right about that. Yes. Monday night football. Yeah. This is a call out on Tuesday kind of game. There, just, there's like, there's there's what three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. There's at least ten players that are probably every week starts in this game on Monday. Guys, why aren't we getting together on Monday night? Because we're getting together Sunday, and I'm going to be too hungover Monday to hang out with you again. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I don't know. I, this sounds like a good – do you take off this week for work, or is it the week, week after? after? Oh, man. Yeah. Perfect. But I'll tell you what, guys. This game is going to be amazing. Like, I'm sorry, but we haven't hyped a game like this. I mean, we talked about a couple games. This game is going to be ridiculous, all right? Just, just 
Because oh, we've man. already had it. Sit down and yeah. enjoy it. Do not make it. We've already had some previews of what this game could be. Like we saw what the Rams New Orleans game was. That was awesome. awesome. We've seen KC awesome. and KC, KC New almost England, every week. New England and KC. Like yeah. that game. I think we're gonna look right. back at uh, this the, game. The Rams and the Vikings on yep. Thursday night. Like it's just been we're this this game is gonna just happen. Te- guys. They, they were appetizers for the for the main course. This is the main course. And I hope to Christ it's great. And then we get a matchup, uh, a rematch in the first weekend in February. And mm-hmm. that one we can all watch together. So, yeah. oh. Listen, good good on the schedulers, man. They they nailed it this year. They absolutely nailed it to to get these. I mean, they they probably lucked out. I mean, you, you can't see this coming. But, I mean, to get both of these teams together at 9-1. and one. And, and you know what? Monday Night Football needs this. After the last two weeks, like last night's game was all right. The week before was terrible. Tennessee-Dallas was terrible. That's actually the worst part of this entire thing is that it's going to be Monday Night Football and we're going to have to listen to these guys again. And they're just oh, they're so terrible. hard. I mean, I don't know how you guys feel about it. I, I actually – I really don't like being on the train with all the people that like to bash all the announcers. Like I don't think that every announcer is the worst announcer I've ever heard in my entire life. But, like, these guys are, are just – I mean, I'm sorry. Jason Witten, you might be good in a couple of years, but you really need to haunt it. I mean, to give him to give him the Monday night color is just – it's egregious. I mean, Tony Romo came out and he did it – you know, I'm a Giants fan saying this. Tony Romo is a great, great color guy. He's one of my favorites. To listen I, to. I, do, I do enjoy watching Tony Romo. He, he, he is very listenable on, on the broadcast. I will say that. But – all right, boys, so we could talk about this game for hours and hours on end, but I think uh, we're heading a little long here. Uh, anything you guys want to say to wrap up? No. Uh, start everyone from that game. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I, I'm, I'm so ready. You got me like fantasy Woody here. Uh, I was looking at the DFS prices on, the, on those guys. They're in, Kelsey's top tight end, Gurley and Hunter, the top two running backs. Um, Hill is the number four receiver. Woods is like number 10. Like it, those guys are all up there in price. So you're not going to be able to get a bunch of them in your lineup, but be smart with some of those lower, lower plays. You can get a couple of them. So, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to flat out do it guys. Kelsey, Tyreek Hill. I need you. I need you guys. <laughs> Bring it. Bring it this week. Give it to me. I need this. I need this week. Wow. I was desperate. <laughs> it was desperate. I'm desperate. I'm a desperate Mike, Mike, Mike was so distraught after losing this week. He was literally considering, not being able – and he's like, I might not win another game this year. But come on, man. Like, clearly, you're going to get lucky and win one. But <laughs> yeah. All right, everybody. So, as always, if you like what you hear, hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening. Uh, follow us at twi- on Twitter at Hot Seat Podcast 1. Shoot us emails at uh, hotseatffbpodcast at gmail.com. For Mike and Jim, I'm your host, John Zuccarello. Thanks for listening, guys. Oh, you know, man, you know, man, you know, man.